This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey, Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. So excited to be with you today. This is Landry Engler. How are you doing, first of all? Pretty good, Steve. How are you? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I'm doing great. Thanks. And I'll tell you why. I love it. Uh, because you're here and I'm excited that God has his hand on your life and he's guiding you and he's sending you into the mission field. And so I'm just going to give a little preview and this is what we're going to talk about. Landry is going on the world race. Is it nine or 10 months? I always forget. It's nine. It's just yeah. nine. <laughs> it's only nine. And you're going real quick. Tell our people before we get into it, the three countries you're going to. Um, I'm going to Costa Rica, Romania and Cambodia. Yeah, man. All right. So I just want to give you a heads up on that. That's what we're going to be talking about. And I want to tell you a little bit about this girl. Um, so she is in my youth group at River City Church, New Braunfels. I appreciate and love when young people respond to a call that God has on their life. And that's what Landry has done. And so um, when we have somebody that is a missionary, I'm like, well, I want to talk about it on Very Bold Radio and Podcast. So we did this once before with Charlie Brita, who got to do the world race a couple of years ago. And I'm just really excited to talk about what God is doing in your life and how you got to this point. And also to ask, like, if people feel led as they get to know you, can they still support this mission? Is that mm -hmm. a possibility? Yeah. All right. So um, you may hear or feel led like, hey, I can give $100 to help Landry go to Costa Rica, Romania, and Cambodia. I promise you she is going to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And this is a really crazy, um, really cool, crazy cool thing, world race. So let's get into it. Tell us, first of all, Landry, uh, what is world race? Please explain it for people who have no idea. Okay, so a nonprofit organization called Adventures and Missions, um, they put on a program called the World Race. Yeah. Uh, the one for my age range, which is about seventeen to twenty, uh, they can they have the choice of taking a gap year, okay. which is nine months long. Yeah. It's about you know the duration of a school year, and then they have one for about twenty one to twenty five. I believe that's the age range. It's eleven months in eleven countries. Crazy. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, mm -hmm. tell us. I mean, this is pretty amazing. So this is not mm -hmm. just like oh, I'm going out into the mission field. I mean, this is a very organized. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mission, mm -hmm. which is really cool. So tell us how you even decided in the first place, like. I want to do this. How'd that okay. happen? So a few people I had known had gone. And as soon as I heard about it, it just sounded like something I would want to do. Why? Not necessarily something I wanted to do, but something I would want to do. Whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> Explain that, Landry. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I heard about it and thought, that's something I would do. Okay. I don't know if it's something I want to do, but okay. <laughs> it's something that fits my personality. I've always wanted to travel, yeah. you know, and it kind of stayed on my heart for about two years. Two years. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And it never really – no other option that I ran across seemed better or more fitting. Okay. It was just kind of – I'm not a hasty decision maker, but – 
when hasty. We- that's a great word use right there. <laughs> you don't hear that a lot from yeah. uh, your generation. Or I love it, hasty. Okay, so you're yeah. not hasty. I'm not a hasty yeah. decision maker, but <laughs> when God puts something on my heart, I usually it's kind of a gut feeling that I get that that's what I need to do, but I wait. Yeah. I have a tendency to wait on it and That's instead of jumping straight in. Yeah. I just wait on it and then when I realize that that's what I need to do, then I jump all the way in. Okay. So. So how did you realize like this is something not only, you know, that kind of fits me, this is something God mm-hmm. is telling me, yeah, you you're doing this. Well, it not only I've always loved travel and wanted to travel Initially, the I initially I wanted to go to Africa. I want to go to Africa. Yeah, uh, and yes. I initially chose a route that would take me to Costa Rica, um, Thailand, and Eswatini, which is on my shirt still. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm wearing her shirt. Usually, I'm wearing very bold, but I'm wearing <laughs> yeah. a Landry shirt today. Um, so initially, that was the route that I was I had chosen. I was going to go on mostly because of Africa, because I had felt called Africa since I was about 11. Oh, whoa. Um, okay. Yeah. My dad has been to over 26 different countries. And when I was around 10, 11, maybe even younger, um, he, he's been to Africa a few times, but he brought back, you know, he brought back a little African doll yeah. and he told me about the stars and the elephants and she's like, whoa, I need to go there, wow. you know? And um, that was one of the initial pulls to the world race. Um, but as my faith grew, it became more about that. And initially when I was deciding the routes, I saw the route with Romania on it and something about Romania, even though I had no idea where it was, what it was, what was in Romania, I just felt called towards that. Yeah. And so I said, nope, I'm going to Africa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did not initially want to go on that route. I wanted to, but I, it wasn't my decision. Okay. And so I went through, mm, I committed end of July, beginning of August ish, um, to the other route last, last year. And I went through until this June and no, thinking I was going to be going to Costa Rica, Thailand, and East Wattini. And then um, one of our leaders emailed our specific route because there were over 50 people on it and there were only mm, like 25 on the route I'm going on now. Okay. He emailed us and was like, hey, we're offering this for 10 people. We're prayerfully asking y'all to switch over to the other route. If not, it's not mandatory. No pressure whatsoever. If it's not what's for you. Yeah. Just move along. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. doing your thing. And at first that was me. I was like, I'm moving along. I'm not even gonna look. I'm not even gonna look towards that. And then um he just oh, said God, he you're just so said, funny. I mean God, not you're so <laughs> yeah. funny too, but yeah, I love it. Go on. Um Yeah, what so did he say? Sorry. He said, No, you're good. He said he initially just said route one. And so I one night I was curious and I Looked over at Route 1, and it was Costa Rica, Romania, and Cambodia. I was like, dang. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for this. <laughs> I really did not – I was not expecting. I can't and, believe Africa wasn't on there. Even though you felt called to Romania, you could have mm-hmm. still had like a 
country I know. in Africa. I was like, why not? Why not yeah. put Romania in Africa on there? Yeah. I would have taken that one in a heartbeat. Right. And that's what I initially thought when I was actually applying for the world race. Um, but yeah, over that, we had about a week to decide whether or not we wanted to switch or yeah. not. And initially, I didn't even know about it. They said something about it in our group chat. I went and looked at the email and then I went over to Route 1, saw what countries I would be going to. And I thought, no, <laughs> I continued to block it out for a couple days. And, yeah. um, there was this girl on the previous squad I was on, uh, in the, in our girls group chat. She said, Hey, is anybody thinking about switching ah. at about 1 a.m., just a random time? Yeah. And it's like, dang, okay. <laughs> I got to tell someone. I got to tell someone. And I told her, yeah, Romania is kind of nagging at me. She goes, oh, no way. I lived in Romania for a while. What? She was like, ask me all about it. What? <sighs> like, dang it. Now I have to talk about it. Now it's going to be even more real. Oh, that's funny. Gosh, I really didn't want to switch. And no. so I asked her about it. The question I asked was just, you know, if I were a blind artist and you had to explain this place to me. That's such a great Landry way of asking. <laughs> you know, just just tell me about yeah. it. You're like, if I was a blind artist, I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> I was a blind artist and your description was the only <laughs> thing I had to paint off of. Tell me. And then she mentioned the huge trees and forests and the cobblestone roads and the mm. sunflower fields. And she told me, she was like, you know, you didn't ask this, but I'm going to tell you anyways, the people are amazing mm. and they're so warm and they huh. just want to invite you in and cook for you. And the children just want to show you their skills and like just be around you. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, okay. I guess I, you know, kind of have to do this, but I still didn't tell anybody. <laughs> you still weren't fired up yet. <laughs> yeah, I still wasn't. That's funny. Yeah, I still wasn't completely on board. And yeah. then uh, I was just going to write it off still because it was scary too because it was sure. like, you know, I didn't know anybody on this squad. Um, I didn't know what I was jumping into even. And uh, I was – I was ready to focus on childhood development because that's what the other route was oh, focusing okay. on. It's not something I'm particularly passionate about, but it was something I was ready for. Yeah. And when people asked that week or so, even less than a week, it felt like lying saying I was going to the other countries. Oh, my gosh. So I ended up switching the day before the deadline. And wow. <laughs> yeah. And it felt very right. Okay. So, and I I knew it was God because it was not my decision. Yeah, right. It was his. Right. It was definitely his. Yeah. Uh, because I initially wrote it off so many times. Yeah. So, so what else yeah. is it about Romania? Like when you feel like God's heart, you know, oh, pulling on yours. Oh, I have no yours. idea. Okay. I just feel homesick for it for, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. And um, a lot of the people on who are going on my route as well, at least the girls, I haven't talked to many of the guys about it, but they say they felt the same way about Romania specifically. Oh, interesting. So something about that country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to okay. get real. Yeah, it is. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what you know, uh, and we'll talk about boot camp in a while, but what you know about what you will be doing in Romania or Costa um, Rica. Like, do they tell you or do you just get to the country and then they tell you? It's going to be a lot of evangelism. Okay. 
And um, Romania specifically, it'll be handing out eyeglasses and handing out Bibles in that language. Oh, um, that's cool. So, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking is going to be there. And then okay. Costa Rica, I mean, honestly, all of it can be anything. It could be – Sure. I know there's a lot of – there's some day camps in each country that we're going to okay. be focusing on children. Um we could be doing anything from playing soccer to dancing in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, Cambodia, I know they're still dealing with heavy effects from the genocide. So okay. we're going to be probably repairing a lot and um, jumping into education, okay. things like that. Tell so. us about like the squad size. I don't, I don't remember mm -hmm. how it kind of works. Ours was 32, but a girl dropped off because she felt she was called towards staying home. Instead. Okay. okay. Um, so now it's 31. Okay. So then does your squad of I guess 30... it's about 30. Okay. Because I'm counting our leader, but that's not I, – I think it's about 30. Okay. Yeah. And then within the squad, do you have like a smaller unit or mm. or how's that work? Um, we find those out during our actual training camp. So our boot okay. camp is only four yeah. days and then our training camp will be six weeks. Okay. Six weeks. Tell yeah. us about boot camp. Um. Oh my gosh. Oh, I have to so, ask a specific question. Yeah, ask a specific question. I can't. <laughs> all right. First of all, I want to say this. Um, I was going to say this earlier about Landry. Um, and it's interesting that you said you don't make hasty decisions, which I appreciate, mm -hmm. but you're also, you're also very willing to say yes to yes, Jesus. Exactly. I mean, and you do. So mm -hmm. maybe those big decisions, like you're like, okay, let me think about that. But I was just thinking, I was so quintessential just of Landry that a few weeks ago we had a youth worship service and I had a couple of our youth that were going to speak that had to drop out. So I texted Landry and I said, and this was Friday before the youth event was on that Sunday. So I said, mm -hmm. guess who needs one more speaker for Sunday night youth tribe worship and talks? I said, one guess. So Landry did not respond by saying, let me guess, you. She said in all caps, this was her response, I'll do it. And it was just <laughs> awesome. So even though I appreciate that you're not hasty and like big decisions, you are also so willing to say yes to Jesus yeah. and I'll do it. All right. So I just wanted to get that in yeah. there. I love well, it's that. not my decision yeah. when it's Jesus. Yeah. So I think that makes me more comfortable. And I've started to recognize what his voice is like and what his decisions for me look like. All right. Of. Let's talk about that for a little bit. When you talk about his voice for you, what does mm -hmm. that kind of help describe that? You're very good with descriptions. You're a great writer. You can see on, on your blog, which we'll need to let people know, there's a blog and you can follow her throughout these nine months. But uh, yeah, how do you describe that? If I was a blind artist, <laughs> just kidding. You're, you're so descriptive. A blind artist. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like um, hmm. for you to hear God's voice? Gosh, I know. I, can't, I know it's a. I don't know big, if I can describe it, but you will watch. Um, just watch. You will. Okay, it's not my words. That's good. Good start. It's definitely not my words. It's difficult to describe because it's it comes in the form of my voice almost uh -huh, but yeah. it's not my wisdom it's not my words That's and good. a way i can recognize it is by staying in the word go on and actually Come on. bible oh, studying oh she's preaching <laughs> 
But um, oh, this is that's the way stuff. that I've been able to recognize his voice is by knowing his character yeah. and trying to dig deeper into what his character looks like. Yeah. So, which is difficult because once you feel like you've gotten a handle on it, you know, he throws a curveball and he's like, actually, you don't. You don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to know on this side of heaven. So yeah. don't try. Okay. Yeah. That was really good right there. Thank you. I wrote that down. It's not my words. <laughs> it's not my wisdom. But by being in his word and knowing his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Let's talk about boot camp because mm-hmm. you've been refined. Your words. You've been refreshed. What what happened? What did you do there? And then I just want to hear about how do you feel refined? Let's start there. How do you feel refined by God from these four days of boot camp for world race? Okay. So something I realized during worship one day was um, I have a tendency to be a people pleaser, okay. very much so, and but I also have a tendency to ple- try to please God. Okay. And those do not match up at all. Okay. And I think um, God has remedied that a little bit. Remedied. <laughs> because it's good. if you are chasing God, you're going to please the right people. And yeah. just what I've – that's what I've found. And there's no way I can please everybody. Okay. And if I'm pleasing people through him, I guess if that's not my number one goal, if it's pleasing him, then he's going to please people through me. Yeah. Sort of deal. Yeah. So that's kind of something I've realized. Um, How did you discover that? Okay. So one of the worship leaders, we are seeing uh, King of My Heart. Mm-hmm. And yep. one of the worship leaders emphasized the lyric, you are good. Mm. Um and she said, "Not word. This is not word for word. This is not a quote. I yeah. am remembering this from memory." Um, but she essentially said, "Sometimes in lyrics, God speaks to us too. Yeah, He's not just wanting us to speak back." I love that. And He's saying, "You know, child, mm. you are good." Ooh, I like so, this. <laughs> even though we do, we can't help but. Um, disappoint him a little bit if we're running towards him and trying our best then I mean he still considers us good yeah he still considers us loved always yeah Yeah. that's good and that's when I was like whoa I've been trying so hard to please him and please others at Mm. the same time and it doesn't work that way yeah so that's one of the big ways I'd say I've changed I just don't I just don't care anymore i think um in a way i um when i came back i think from boot camp it was kind of a shock how much i had changed really because even it felt like words were harsher what do you mean um words were harsher i guess kind of i didn't realize how much mm, how negative the world is okay i think and without meaning to be um, okay. Just people simply stating their opinions. It's not – it doesn't coincide with um, biblical values okay. all the time. And I don't either. I didn't realize how much or how little my thoughts and words still 
how little they coincide with biblical values as well. Not necessarily always gossiping, but just my big opinions about things and concepts in general aren't as positive as they could be. Wow. And I think um, finding intricate details in which they are um, is something that we focused on. And that's amazing. Whenever we did have conflict at boot camp, especially in our group, our group is a group of communicators. So there's a group. There's uh, group is as in my squad. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, the big squad of thirty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are definitely communicators and very intentional in making sure nobody is left out or hurt. Okay. And obviously, we're not perfect. Right. So. Right. I'm sure there are some people already questioning things because I don't know, like it felt like everybody was community and anybody who brought these feelings of, I feel left out, then we tried our best to remedy them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just a squad of very, very intentional people and people who fight for one another. And yeah. Really? How did you feel that? And by the way, Marksman's probably been putting up some pictures from boot camp already. He's so mm-hmm. good. Um, <laughs> we're not describing them, but people have been able to yeah. see some of the pictures of uh, boot camp. So, yeah. Um, how would you, when you're talking about fighting, somebody fighting for you, how did okay. you experience that? Um, so, a girl. So, okay, this is actually, I have so many stories. But, okay. um, which one? So, Let's hear it. my friend Corey Jane, she's the best. But, um, her and I were attached at the hip for okay. the duration, which is strange for me because I don't I don't usually get close to people very quickly. Yeah. I get yeah. I think it happens um easily when it's meant to happen, but it does not happen quickly normally. And she actually switched over to my route um the day after I did. Okay. From the route we were initially on. Yeah. So God meant us to be together yeah. at some point. Yeah. And um our similarities and even just the parallels in our life really um physically and just the way we think through things is very similar interesting as well um and she is someone who constantly pursues me i think um and like every single time it was just an unsaid thing like we would wait for each other to get like she waited for me after just a bus ride and sitting in the airport for a while, she waited for me to get my bag and she waited me, for me to get all my stuff together, even though she was sitting there ready to go. Yeah. She was always awesome. waiting for me and that's always so cool. um, pursuing me in that way and loved doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I showed her the same courtesy and it was just like, wow. And I started to realize it from early on that, yeah. And then whenever... There's one day where we slept in and we missed breakfast oh. and um, – because we had shared a tent one night because – or me, her, and one of the guys on our team had stayed up late talking about spiritual warfare. So I was getting a little creepy. So oh, we were wow. a little scared. So right. we just um, stayed in her tent and Bible studied for a little bit and then went to sleep. And then um, – yeah. So we had slept in and uh, – like she had waited for me to, to get my stuff together and we had just, you know, I don't know. It was just a constant yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's it was cool. nice. And 
Uh, yeah. So that's an example of somebody fighting for me. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. All right. What else about being refined and refreshed from boot camp? Can you tell us uh, another experience about boot camp? What is mm-hmm. – I mean is this intense? Is this like you're intense? Speaking of intense, mm-hmm. dad joke, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, we didn't have our phones at all. Okay. Normally um, on, at training camp, they get their phones at night. But we had zero connection to the world for four days and a lot of us loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I myself included. I loved it so much. And as soon as I got my phone back, I deleted social media. And Really? Mm-hmm. And I think um, something that kind of ties into that, I just realized how unimportant worldly things are. Mm. And um, that's big. uh, Yeah. The last night we had somebody give a sermon over essentially the cost of walking in the kingdom or the cost of, yeah, the cost of walking in the kingdom. And he showed a picture of this. I think it was mm, like seven different little families, six or seven different little families um, who had had their personal belongings and their homes, their shelters destroyed because they had decided to follow Jesus. Wow. And that specific specific talk um, that he gave really emphasized sacrifice for me, I think, and not necessarily giving everything in the world to not necessarily giving my everything to things in the world, but to people and to Jesus most of all. Yeah. And um what that could look like. And I think he want, he was very straightforward and very sh- truthful throughout the entire thing and he wasn't afraid to be because that's I mean he may have been afraid to be honestly, but he yeah. did not act like it. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. Because I do love truth, even when it's harsh, and mm. um, I try not to get my feelings to hurt too much. But <laughs> I mean, during that specific talk, I did not at all, and I was just very thankful that he gave that to us yeah. because um, I had never, because I had already thought I was giving everything, mm. and I wasn't, oh. and I'm still not, and I don't know that I ever will be able to give absolutely everything because we still have that little, I think we, a lot of us still have that one thing that we would just not be willing to give until Jesus takes it. Mm, So, okay. I think I may be able to get to that point one day of just complete sacrifice because we're supposed to be living sacrifices, but I don't know what's going to come up. I don't know what the devil is going to throw at me and say, Hey, can you give this up? No. All right. Yeah. And so sacrifice has been a big thing okay. that um, I'm striving for and that I'm learning to strive for. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is uh, – man, I, I, I'm still blown away by just these four days at boot camp mm-hmm. have already transformed you to kind of a next <laughs> level sort of deal. Any other yeah. thoughts about um, how you feel like your mindset has been transformed? I guess just uh, – I'm intentionally fighting for people and Mm. that's not, I mean, I love people. I always have loved people, Mm. but for instance, 
Yeah. My friend Corey Jane and I ran across an airport to go say bye to Jack on time. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have done that yeah. for anybody. Yeah. You know, and um, these people that I've I had only known for three, four, three full days and I would already fight for them. That's crazy. And I've also learned that relationships genuinely built on Christ are the sweetest. Mm. And the most expedited. <laughs> I love it. And because we had no idea, we had nothing, no information on each other until we started diving in. And then we started diving into the word. We started diving into worship yeah. and it was like an immediate bond. And that sort of bond starting out with so much positivity and um, love for people we don't even know yet, yeah. but people we're going to have to know people yeah. we can't leave. So that's also, it's also nice to know, you know, they can't, they're, they're stuck with me for nine months right. at least. <laughs> right. So. Wow. Yeah. That's good. All right. Again, that's four days of boot camp. That's not even training camp. That's not even mm -hmm. nine months of going to Costa Rica, loving and serving and loving Jesus and people in Romania and Cambodia. Um, man, what is it going to be like a year from now? It's pretty crazy. Mm, I have no idea. I know. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. It's um, a few people on my squad referred to it as a pressure cooker. Okay. Just a pressure cooker of faith. And, okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's the only way I can explain yeah. it because you're just surrounded by a community of mm. believers. And it's not just um, – it's like nothing is watered down ever. And um, I do feel more intentionally intense now than I was before, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I'm an intense person and I can get scared of that sometimes. And um, now it's just like, you know, um, this is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort of deal. Um yeah, it is very intense. And when we're all in a room worshiping together, the Holy Spirit is just moving in and out and all over the room. Yeah. And I love um, that. Yeah. And in, it was an environment in which where anything bad happened, four people left the campus from our squad. Oh. Total. Like our, our, um, our squad specifically – Felt very attacked by the enemy, in my opinion, okay. and a lot of spiritual warfare was brought up. Okay. And I talked to a lot of people on my, like a group of girls uh, while we were in the airport after all of it. And they said even during worship, it was difficult to focus 100% on the Lord. Yeah. And there were just these um, like the voice of the enemy would just like catch them off guard. And our squad mentor actually taught us a prayer, just, you know, God, silence the voice of the enemy, silence mm -hmm. our own voice. I just want yours. Mm -hmm. And that was a prayer prayed a lot. Yeah. And our squad specifically actually had little to no conflict. And I think it's because we are a squad of communication. Yeah. Um, that is something a lot of us have a gift in. I mean, we're going to evangelize. Right. So. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Because all the squads kind of seemed to have like gifts for where they were going. Yeah. And it was obvious um, where God needed them. So that's good, Landry. Yeah.
That's really good. All right. I'm going to, as we start to close down, I'm going to ask you to, um, if you want to give thanks to some of the people that have already supported you on this, what would you say? (laughs) What would you say to them? Oh, wow. I know. I know. Mm. Well, I'm thankful because I feel like I haven't even tried. Yeah. I haven't even tried. I haven't gone out of my way to fundraise. It's just been coming in. Yeah. And it's just simply been people who are called to um, give to the kingdom in this way, in a financial way. And yeah. I had to let go of the reins early on. Yeah. Um, so a big thank you for um, just saying yes. And it may seem like a little yes, but it's a big yes for some people. Yeah. And it does tie into the word sacrifice mm. that I said. And mine may... My sacrifice may look like – it may not look like money. It may lo- not look like giving all of my money to a missionary. Yeah. Um, it may look like throwing my shoes away or um, mm. dropping stuff along the way that I don't need or um, giving my favorite T-shirt to a little kid in Romania. You know? Yeah. It may be stuff like that, physical things, but monetary is – can be big in a lot of people's lives. And people, I think, have been giving, um, in a sense, all that they have. At least that's what it seemed like to me because there was one guy. He's been a family friend for a while. He accidentally donated twice. (laughs) So he accidentally donated um, like $150 twice or something like that. And he was like, oh, well, it's Landry. Oh, I'm like, wow. but that's not me. <laughs> like, it's definitely the Lord. Yeah. But um, it's just wild how many people are so ready to give mm. um, to the mission that um, the Lord is about to bring me on and yeah. has been bringing me on for my life the yeah. first, since the beginning of my life. And so, yeah, just a big thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, for that's- saying yes. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. And uh, if somebody today is listening and they've been me- meaning to give or just moved right now through the podcast or through the Facebook, um, how would they give to you? They can always email me, steve at verybold.com, and I can send a link. Mm-hmm. But is there an easier way if they want to go directly? So uh, my website or the website the world race set up for me is landryengler.theworldrace.org say it again landryengler.theworldrace.org okay all right mm-hmm. if you go there there's a big donate button i think yeah. it's green something like that i can't remember maybe, green maybe, or orange or maybe orange it might be orange i don't know i don't know what it is <laughs> but is big donate button and it shows where I, about where I'm at yeah. as far as donations was a, which is a little over eleven thousand. That's where we and, are right now. Yes, and, and you my need to goal, raise. Yeah, my goal is um, fifteen thousand eight hundred. Okay, so I'm it's, getting there. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty amazing, but mm-hmm. still have a ways to go. So it's it's time for people to say yes, mm-hmm. to say yes. And if it's sacrifice to say yes to that, and if it's just out of their heart, again, I think sometimes people forget. And so just want to remind you, you can go and give. Um, and if you didn't quite catch all that, email me, steve at verybold.com. I'll send you the link. We'll take care of it. All right. Any um, any different, uh, any closing words you just want to share with us about or encourage us? 
or how we can be praying for you during these nine months even. I know you've got a couple of months. When do you leave? Mm-hmm. Um, for, September. Okay, and that's for training camp? Mm-hmm. And yes. then after four weeks of training camp, then around six October. Weeks. Oh, six yeah. weeks. So it'll be mm, whatever six weeks away from November – or not November. September 11th is okay. actually when we leave. Okay. Weird date to leave on, but it's okay. (laughs) Um, But that's when I go up to Atlanta. My parents stay with me for a night. Okay. Thank goodness. I'm going to love that. They get to worship with us. Oh, good. Listen to a sermon with us and all that. Um, And then I will leave for Gainesville um, September 12th. And then we will be in Gainesville for six weeks. Okay. That's Gainesville, Georgia, not Florida. Yes. Gainesville, Georgia. And then we will um, we will leave from there to Costa Rica. Okay. So my launch is to training camp for six weeks. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Which will be interesting. Think yeah. so? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to be all. It's all going to be fascinating. It's mm-hmm. all going to be interesting. It's going to be amazing. And you're amazing. And we Thank just you. appreciate. Yeah, we just appreciate you saying yes. Like it. You know, we get that it's conventional for kids coming out of high school whether they go to college or get a job or go into the military force or whatever the case may be, I love that you're saying yes to Jesus. And this experience, like you just don't always get that opportunity Mm -hmm. either to go around the world and to bless people and who knows what God is going to do with that in your future and what that looks like. God knows. But Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to say, first of all, just thank you for saying yes. And I'm excited to see what happens and how, uh, the lives and the stories that you're going to be able to tell us afterwards that have been changed and impacted. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to see you continue to be transformed. So I want to just tell our listeners, our viewers, that, uh, man, what she is doing is she has taken that hope that she understands of Jesus Christ, that love, that grace, that mercy, that kindness, that power of Jesus Christ. That's what she takes. And then out of that, you realize, man, we have an incredible hope. This God is real. You know, she mentioned spiritual warfare. That stuff is real, but God's power is so much more real and so much more powerful. Any, any spiritual elements, any spiritual forces, Jesus created them. He's in charge of them all. And so she's going to get to access that power in this spiritual warfare and going to make a difference. And I'm just excited. So that's just an understanding of that hope. And I pray that today you have that hope. I pray that you realize the love and tender mercy of God and how he speaks to you. I love how Landry talked about how God speaks to her. I want you to hear the voice of God today. And sometimes it's just listening and just saying, God, I want to hear what do you have to say to me? He wants to speak to you today. So when you get to that place and you just remember the hope, remember the things he's done in your life, then it's like, because we have that great hope, we're very bold. And that's what this ministry is called. And this is how we sign off each time by just remembering second Corinthians three twelve, where the apostle Paul also happened to be a pretty great missionary. <laughs> Also happened to go to a bunch of countries and endured some persecution along the way and some tough times. And he learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. He could do all things through Christ Jesus. That's what you're going to do. And then he wrote to one of those mission bases. I'd be interested after this to see what you would write to the people of Costa Rica, what you would write to the people of Romania, and what you would write to the people of Cambodia of uh, out of encouragement. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3.12 to those, that missionary church, he said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.